Joined today by E. Hello. And through the internet, it is now Robbie's turn to be in the box. Hello, I'm now in the box. He's in. As you can tell by my now smooth jazz voice. Robbie in the box. He's in the box. box. (laughs) Robbie in the box in 94.3 smooth jazz. Coming at you from Southern California. Anyway. All right, so, yes, Robbie's in his box, and this week, we, well, me and E yesterday watched Trains, Planes, and Automobiles here in my humble abode, and Robbie watched it in his uh, box. Yeah. So. It's pretty decent internet reception for being just a box in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, strangely decent internet reception, actually. Yeah. It's got fiber, and that's better than where I live. Yeah, there's tons of trees in there, like just tons of fiber. <laughs> it's full of branches. As everybody knows, the tree growth is very important to internet. Yeah, that's how internet works, man. Um, so yeah, it. <laughs> I haven't done this in a too long. Apparently, fucking, I don't know what the fuck's going on. It is, if anybody is interested, rated R. It doesn't give a reason why, but language. It's language. for language for one yeah. scene, and then. If you are wanting to watch it anywhere, it's in the most rental places, Amazon, uh, YouTube is on, uh, Nookopedia, all, all, all that stuff. And if I remember right, it's, it's a stars situation again. Aren't they all? It's Paramount. Not not really. Paramount plus. There we go. Yeah. Another thing. No one owns. I have Paramount plus. You have uh, you you had stars for a bit. And that's it's same. garbage. It's such garbage. It's just not even good. <laughs> like you, you don't count. You had every. You have four Ks. That's more than eighty percent of all Americans. Actually, more than ninety five percent of all Americans. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Owning one puts you in like the one percent. I think for physical media and movies, four Ks account for two percent of sales. Amazing. <laughs> it's Damn. awful. Yeah. To be fair, they have to deal. They have to fight against streaming. That's true. Yeah. And, like, Blu-rays are still, like, affordable on, like, 4Ks. Yeah, that's also very true. Uh, so, yeah, uh, this movie is 92 minutes long, came out in 1987, and it is written uh, and directed by John Hughes. And then, from what I understand, had a bunch of, like, writing stuff from Steve Martin and, uh, for story credit and stuff like that. From what I understand. Um, as of the time of you listening to this in the world, by the way, uh, happy Thanksgiving! Merry Thanksgiving, everyone! I hope happy that turkeys, t- turkey, turkeys tasting great for you, and put some cranberry sauce on the turkey. Mm, man, you're, no, you're, don't do that. Absolutely do that. No, just eat the day. leg. What? Why would you eat a cranberry leg? Because it's the hardiest part of the cranberry. <laughs> you're right, but it is weird because it bleeds a lot. Um. Yeah. Anyway, has the time of this coming <laughs> out? The 4K just released, like today or like the day before. Um, and it has a bunch of never-before-seen footage and stuff like that. John Hughes once went on record saying that there is a three-hour cut of this version that has never oh. been edited together. Okay. Um, but the footage existed out there in Paramount Studios at one point. Locked in a vault. <laughs> so, yeah, actually. Um, apparently they found a ton, a ton of lost footage, uh, in his private, like, archive collection that he had. He's passed away. Um, but they got a hold of all of that kind of stuff. And 
it's all there on the 4K uh, disc, the Blu-ray disc of it, because that's how 4Ks are. All the special features are always on the Blu-ray portion. But, yeah, so apparently all of that's there. So we did not watch that version. We watched the Blu-ray version, uh, not the Those Aren't Pillows edition or whatever. I think that's, that's literally yeah. an edition. I, say, I don't think I could handle watching a three-hour comedy. I think it would be a lot less comedy. I would pick. I would take a pretty big wager. There's way less comedy mm. in the three hour cut. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I have seen this many, many times before. It is a November tradition for me to watch this movie at least once in November. Robbie, have you seen it before? So for me, I'd seen portions of this movie because I think it was just one of those like go to visit family during Thanksgiving, and I'd walk in in the middle of them watching this movie. So I've seen bits and pieces of it. This is my first time watching it from beginning to end in, like, one big long sequence. Nice, okay. And, of course, E has never seen it. No, I assumed it was, like, the thing that uh, there was a bunch of advertisements on Cartoon Network for, uh, like, the four-disc set of a bunch of trains running. <laughs> trains, 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 planes, and automobiles! <laughs> Basically. <laughs> That's just what, like, my brain always did. And then you're like, no, it's, it's like a movie. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, like, it's a comedy movie. It is uh, a movie. Starring John Candy and Steve Martin, if anybody doesn't know. Rest in peace, Mr. Candy. Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, he's great. He's honestly such a fucking great comedic actor. I've only he seen really him was. in this in uh, Home Alone, I think. Yeah, he was in Home Alone, also John Hughes movie. Uh, John Candy worked with John Hughes a ton. So, uh, another one is Uncle Buck. That's John Hughes. Uh I don't, I don't know what you would get out of E, but I enjoy that movie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That means sure I watched it as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, before we get to really talking about the movie, uh, let's see what's going on in people's lives here, real quick. E, what's been going on with you? Um, it's it's my games going on demo. Probably is in on Steam with a demo as of recording this. As uh, we speak, do you want to put the name of it out there? Yeah, it's uh, Vet VR. Uh, potentially has the uh, subtitle "Veterinarians Veterinary Simulator." Um, Say that five times fast. VR <laughs> um, should have a demo out that you could test if you have a VR headset. You could test it without one, but you won't get much out of yeah, it. Yeah, it's gonna be a bad test. <laughs> You'd be like, "Yep, my computer can run this." My sweet Alt F four. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that's that's out. Pretty pretty exciting and also nerve wracking and also terrifying. You've got this. I have it in my hand. Yeah, well, not currently because it's it's a digital product. Yeah, but metaphor. We released the one one physical media of it. <laughs> it's just gonna be on a USB drive. Three three million dollars. We only have to sell one copy. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so. That's, that's better than there. I thought. I thought it was going to be on like a burnt CD with like just written in Sharpie on the top of it, uh, Vet VR Simulator. It's just on a cassette. You have to find the weird like <laughs> cassette to computer translator thing that, that exists. The I know they exist. I've seen them. Yeah. Yeah. But we released it for Dreamcast too. <laughs> uh, that's the definitive version. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, that's that. VR was a strange time. Yeah, so that totally you, exists. If you want to take a a dip away from your family to play a VR game, it's, <laughs> there's a demo. If you just need to put on a headset and pretend like nobody else exists, there you go. <laughs> yeah, um, hard hard times for E. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Robbie, we're going to go ahead and take the question over to you. What have you been up to besides dying in a box? So I think the reason why I am currently in the box is because uh, on Sunday last week, I had uh, went to my first metal concert in like 10 years, mm. uh, went with some work buddies, uh, went to go watch Machine Head, and they ended up putting on a three-hour show at a sold-out venue in town. So like the, it's a small venue, too. Like uh, They say at capacity, there are like 450 people, and like from the front of the stage to the back of the bar, people were just sh- shoulder-to-shoulder there. Um, for that three-hour show, I probably spent a good two hours of it in the mosh pit. And I had to take a break from the mosh pit towards the end of the show because somebody headbutted me in the he- yeah. in the nose like as hard as they could. Jesus! And like, at first I thought my nose might have been broken because like I heard a crunch and it really really hurt. But uh, that was the other guy's skull. Huh? <laughs> Seth, that was the other guy's skull. Might have been because <laughs> like I went to the side and like I kept on checking for blood to like make sure I wasn't going to be bleeding all over the place. But I could feel my sinuses like draining into the back of my throat. That was probably and blood. <laughs> maybe. It was probably like a mixture of blood and snot going down my throat. But I had been like hawking up uh, phlegm ever since that happened. And then sometime on Wednesday, I started getting a mild cough. And then on Thursday, I, it went on to like a full on cold. And I went into like a few coughing fits. And then I lost my voice, which is why I now have the smooth jazz voice while I'm in the box. Did you do the responsible adult thing and take some time off work? No, that's silly. Yeah, it sounds like Robbie. Okay. <laughs> so I, I have a I did show up late to overtime, though, so there's that. <laughs> so you did time. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so I have the burning question. You went to see Machine Heads, you said? Machine Head, yeah. Has there ever been a crossover concert called Rage Against the Machine Head? No, but that would be pretty cool, though. <laughs> They're both kind of different metal bands, but... Yeah. I also just want to point out that you're a bunch of machinists, and you guys went to go see Machine Head. <laughs> Damn right. They actually get 50% off. Ooh, that's a deal. A hot dog. Oh. It was actually pretty good. Like, considering it was a three-hour concert, we got a pretty good deal, because it was $28 per ticket to go there. Jesus Christ, oh, yeah, that's, that's a fucking steal, man. Get it? Cause it's and, like, because it was only, like, a $28 ticket, like, I thought it was going to be, like, maybe an hour, but... Yeah, like, because they started playing, I want to say, like, around 8 p.m., and I think we ended up leaving, like, around 11.30 midnight, something like that. Damn. Yeah. 11.30 like, midnight. <laughs> somewhere around that time. It was, like, it was, like, a little bit after 11, whenever they finally uh, started packing everything up, but we stayed a little bit afterwards to, like, get some water and, like, try not to die of dehydration while we were in there, because, like... I knew I had sweated a lot because I was in that mosh pit, but like apparently I had sweated so much I started sweating through my hoodie. Jeez. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> you you went but hard. Between, huh? You went hard. Oh yeah. Uh it's one of those things like got a reminder that since I'm in my thirties now I'm no spring chicken anymore, but I can still hold my own in a mosh pit. You're a big dude. You're you're the size of Manhattan, <laughs> you're guys so I think you're good. You're the size of a small bus. So. <laughs> Believe it or not, there were bigger guys than me. Like there was one guy in the pit. Yeah, you're at a metalhead concert. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, metalheads like, take up eighty percent of the landmass of all music lovers. But no, like uh whenever I was in the mosh pit, there was like one guy. He had to be like six foot three, three hundred and fifty pounds, something like that. Like, big, big guy. 
I remember like I shoved into him hard thinking like, yeah, he can handle it. He's a big guy. And I like knocked him halfway across the mosh pit. And then <laughs> he looked at me and realized what I did and started running at me like a linebacker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just like to imagine Robbie's like, ha ha, let me push this guy. And then it's like the anime thing where he's like, <laughs> dust cloud. <laughs> to be fair, like at that concert, like I said, got head butted in the nose. I got quite a few elbows in the ribs and stomach. I uh, got Kicked a couple bruises dick. on my arms and chests. No, but I got squirrel tapped. I don't know what that means. It means like somebody like put their arm down and just like hit me right in the nuts whenever they put their arm down. Why is that called squirrel tapped? I don't know. Because they're tapping nuts. <laughs> so what, you're, they're tapping their nuts to your nuts? No, that's no, called docking. Like they... <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's not Also, docking. no, but I don't want to explain docking right now. <laughs> Okay. Because, no, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I just got like a small fist to the nuts at one point. Like, that was probably the least of the injuries that I got that night. Still, probably one of the best metal concerts I've ever been to, though. That was, it was a wild concert. That's awesome, man. That's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Worth Definitely paying for it now. But it was, was fun. I mean, I'm surprised you, you didn't get con flu, but you, you did. It doesn't sound like you were so lucky this time. Pretty much. I, like I said, I think it was because. Whenever I got headbutted, and like I just felt stuff draining into the back of my throat. I think that's probably what did it for me. It's like the first couple of days I was fine, but like it just started going downhill afterwards. And now I'm currently at the stage that I'm at. Your immune system was too busy fighting your own blood, getting entered into the system. <laughs> it wasn't ready for bacteria. Apparently. But yeah, like I survived not getting sick at a convention with like what had to be 50,000 people. But this is what did me in. It sounds like you had a good time, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Good, good for you. I know you've been been missing going to those things. So, but uh, what's the hostess with the mostest been up to? Um, just well, been eating all the hostess products constantly. I, I, I eat an inordinate amount of hostess. Actually, oh. it's too much hostess. I, I'm more a little Debbie kind of man myself. I'm kind of a whatever sugars in front of me kind of person. There's a difference between us. Like it's just a fundamental difference where I don't like Twinkies and you would eat one. So yeah, like that, like. You're, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the difference between you and I. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have been playing as much God of War as I possibly can because God of War Ragnarok came out, and so I have just been I've been playing as much of that as I possibly can. It's came out, great. it's gonna win Game of the Year despite releasing two days before the awards. I would be shocked if Elden Ring doesn't win. Actually. Depends who gave him more money. <laughs> That's not money. Oh, you stop it. You stop it, you. Mr. Indie Conspiracy Theorist, man. You get out of here. It wouldn't be an Indie Conspiracy Theorist. There's only one. In, there's like two Indie Awards, and one is literally, hey, did you not fuck it up, and you did good on your first try award? Which is the weirdest award in existence. Well, hey, they didn't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> they had to make that award after No Man's Sky. <laughs> But yeah, I've been playing a ton of that. I started playing Vampire Survivors because that's gone Game Pass now. It's the simplest thing in the world, and I love it. It's a Flash game. It may as well be. Yeah. You literally just move the stick around, and then you collect gems, and when you collect enough gems, you level up, and you choose an ability, and it's super simple. It's not even the first of its kind, but it's just very fun. Uh, It's pioneering for a bunch. Like I could tell it was getting huge because uh, about two weeks after I started hearing people talk about it, all of the new indie games coming out were vampire survivor types. <laughs> That's hilarious. Whatever that genre is going to be called. It's I don't I don't even know the masturbation game because you only need to use your thumb, <laughs> I guess. 
I don't know. It's super, super simple, like, but it's chaos. Single, I was going to say single stick bullet hell or something like that. Well, you don't even shoot. You literally just move your character around and it shoots for you. I guess it's like, yeah, because then it's not a twin stick shooter because you, no. you don't use a second stick. No, you don't press any other buttons. You just are on the stick. Because I don't know other games before or Vampire Survivor uh, played like that. Because I think that was like kind of popular in arcade games for a little bit. The twin stick thing was for sure. Yeah. But I th- I know there's a d- game that everyone's saying this is a direct ripoff of, but I can't remember the name of it, honestly. Uh, it's on the Atari called uh, Atari Man 2. <laughs> no, but it's it's a fun game. It's yeah. a really easy way to waste a lot of time. That is like the definitive just turn off your brain and watch numbers kind of game. Yeah, it may as well be a clicker. It's, it's, yeah, it's one step up from a clicker. Game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to yeah. aim, kind of. <laughs> uh, that's, that's really all I've been doing. I've been having a really good time doing that and then uh as of last night had to start really thinking about what we're doing for end of the year stuff which is happening extremely soon and we didn't plan for any of it i mean we've i mean we've planned thoroughly and uh (laughs) you're all gonna be very entertained we just released the last year's episodes (laughs) remastered (laughs) (laughs) start naming them part one uh anyway. Uh yeah, so let's get on to the main event here. Planes, trains, planes, trains and, and automobiles. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and read the back of the box real quick and then we'll get into some initial thoughts. Pack in the laughter. One of the most outrageous and beloved holiday comedies of all time. Steve Martin and John Candy star in director John Hughes' hysterical and heartwarming tale of travel gone awry. Neil Page is an uptight advertising executive trying to get home to Chicago for Thanksgiving. When rerouted to Wichita, Neil reluctantly partners with Dale Griffith, an obnoxious yet lovable salesman. Together, they embark on a cross-country adventure that includes multiple modes of transportation, unbelievable mishaps, intimate motel accommodations, and unforgettable rental car shenanigans. Sure. I mean, yeah, that's what happens in the movie, really. Those are things that happen in the movie. Yeah. It is a movie with planes, trains, and automobiles. It is. It, and it doesn't even mention buses, and I feel like that's a big part of the movie. That's an automobile. Oh. <laughs> well, then why is it so big? <laughs> Irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think it would be the best idea to start here with E, the person who's never seen any of it before. Hello. What are your initial thoughts on this film? I'm going to say Jiraiya's least favorite phrase of mine. It's fine. Ugh. <laughs> You're the worst. It's funny. I I think it's one of those things where, I don't know why, but I got in my mind this was going to be like on like a comedy similar to like Airplane. No. So like when I watched this, I was like, this is like a, a situational comedy that every now and then like dips its toe in uh, surrealism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. It's <laughs> funny. Like, this movie does it once. Like, it does yeah, it a few times, actually. Th- there's a couple times. One is, like, just... One's, like, on par with where, like, Airplane's norm is, <laughs> I would say. But, um, yeah, it's fine. I definitely see why, like, people would want to put it on every Thanksgiving. One, because there's three Thanksgiving movies in existence, and one is Charlie Brown. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, it's like funny enough. Uh, for if you just remove the cursing, it is like a PG movie, basically. I would argue. Yeah, it really would have been a PG. Like I don't. It, it's like kind of weird. Um, yeah, like it, it's funny. It's 
decent comedy. I think it's one of the things where I'm just kind of the like begrudging pair up on a road trip is one of the things that's just been done to death at this point, I would argue. Yeah, it really has. So like there's not a whole lot here, but at the same time, this is probably the start of that journey for a lot of, I don't even know, actually. I would definitely say this is not the start of the journey, but I would maybe say this is the apex of the journey. I think this may, movie, I think, maybe did it better than most others. Fair enough. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think I'll, like, think too much about this other than, like, remembering the odd and end joke every now and then, but some throw on every Thanksgiving. There's a lot more you could mess up. Yeah, okay. Robbie, let's go to you. What are your thoughts? So one thing that I realized while watching this is there's a lot of other comedies that stole quite a bit from this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's John Hughes, so, I mean, that's status quo. I was going to say, there's a lot of uh, 90s comedy that just straight up stole from John Hughes in general. Yeah. But uh, this one in particular, like, there's quite a few things that, like, I think Family Guy in particular stole a lot from this movie. Family Guy steals 80% of of its jokes. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, Like, if it wasn't for John Hughes, then... um, Oh, what the fuck's name? Seth MacFarlane would not have a job. I mean, you're probably not too terribly wrong there. Um, yeah. No, nah, you would have just had to made uh, Larry and whatever for Cartoon Network instead of Family Guy. Yeah. No, it's. I think that you can see the inspiration of this from all of like the Stewie Brian kind of right. uh, specials that they did in that show for a while. I don't know if they still do those. I haven't seen Family Guy in a very long time. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a hot minute for me too. Yeah. Um. Other than that, like, it it is a good movie. Like, some jokes kind of fall flat by today's standards. Some jokes are still pretty funny. Uh, I do also agree this could have easily been, like, a PG-rated movie, except for, like, one scene. But they fought... Apparently, they're just like, yeah, I don't care if it's rated R. Like, we're just going to keep the scene in the movie for the jokes. Well, apparently, the three-hour cut of this movie was very much an R-rated movie as well. But, yeah, I would... It has the vacation syndrome of, like, it's only R because we had to have this one big shocking cuss word scene. Right. They say dookie. Because <laughs> it's, it's basically the same exact thing. I mean, I think uh, vacation had a lot more nudity. It was a lot more sexual. Yeah, whereas there is one flash of a scene where you see pictures of a topless woman in this, uh, which could easily be taken out. There's no need for it to even be there. Yeah. And then right. the one scene where they say fuck. I think it's like 19, 29, something like that. But besides that, totally PG movie, honestly. <laughs> is the, I think that's also another reason why maybe this movie is so well known for being a Thanksgiving movie because it's very easy to put on the air. Like, you can just take that one scene out. Yeah, you just like mute you mute that when it's about to get there and your uh, little five-year-old nephew's running past it. I would be interested, actually, because I don't remember. I would be interested if there is just an alternate scene that they use for the TV cut or if they just cut out the rental car They thing. just badly overdub it. They're just like, you are a fun-loving piece of shenanigans. I want a fun-loving car, right? Fun-loving now. Yeah. <laughs> I want a gosh-dang car right the heck now. I could see it, actually, though. You wipe that <laughs> funky-looking face on your face. <laughs> that face on your face! <laughs> yeah, uh. it's like, just cut to that face on your face! <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, as for me, like I, I previously stated, and I brought the movie, so obviously, I do like this movie a whole lot. It, for some, not for some reason, 
it gets me in the Thanksgiving mood. Like, it gets me prepared for I wonder travel. why this Thanksgiving movie gets you <laughs> in the Thanksgiving mood. Yeah, like, it gets me prepared for, like, the travel and, like, family and, like, big get-together kind of feeling. Um, I don't know. It just mentally, like, puts me in that place. And it makes, I don't know, I'm socially awkward, so it makes Thanksgiving easier for me, I would say. You just, he just quotes this movie to his family while he's sitting eating a turkey. Yeah, tell them to fuck Bold. themselves. Get me a fucking car. <laughs> um... Yeah, I like it. I like it quite a bit. It's super, super fun. Watching it last night, I think there's only one scene that doesn't really work for me now. Um, and it's one of the ones that I think people probably quote quite a bit. So, well, it's kind of weird, but... I wouldn't know. Which one? That people quote it? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I really don't hear people talk about this movie much. No, because it's a Thanksgiving-ass Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's get into really talking about this film then. Okay. All right. So, it, it have you seen a uh, road trip movie? I've seen Goofy. We just watched one a couple of weeks ago. First off. Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> I've seen Goofy movie. I've seen some teeny bopper with, like, Raven Simone, I think, was in it. Like, Weird. Like, young Raven Simone was in it. Um, There's been, like, seven on Disney Channel alone that air. Huh. Okay. Well, then you've seen this movie. <laughs> oh, that wasn't directly to me. No, no, no. That's oh. just a general... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'd like to know what you've seen, though. That helps me. Let's <laughs> know where we're coming from. Um, Yeah, no. It is just a straight-up road trip movie. The biggest caveat in this one is that they do change transportation a lot. Yeah. Which is like a weird thing to be like, it's a road trip movie, but what if there are in a bunch of different things that you take a road trip on? Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like we're gonna be in this then that breaks down so we gotta go to this one and then that breaks down and then we gotta go to this one and it can't go all the way for x reasons and then blah blah blah, blah. I mean, the, when they're like on the unicycle going down highway 75 it's like <laughs> i was a little out of it by that point but um uh, one thing i will say about, up the unicycle. <laughs> one thing i will say about this is even though it's only 87 minutes long it does feel longer it's it feels so long it feels like a two-hour movie i feel like like, I don't know if it probably... Well, one, it's there's already so much cut out of it that yeah. they probably didn't want to cut even more. I feel like you could cut, like, one of the transportation types yeah. and have the functionally exact same movie, even, yeah. like, pacing-wise. Yeah, I think so, too, actually. It might even help the pacing in it. Yeah. Because it goes from, like, deadly serious yelling at each other to, like, s- silly jokes and them getting along the next minute. And I think a lot of that is probably suffering from, like, how much they just really did cut out of the movie. Maybe. I mean, it's hard to, like, think of a cut of this movie where by adding more you help that, though. Right. Because it's mostly, like, a peaks and valleys kind of relationship in the movie. Mm -hmm. So, like, it just does kind of be like, all right, we're at the point where they're yelling. Okay, we're at the point where they're chuckling. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Like, this movie, I think besides one portion of it, is not going to shock you in any way, really. Mm. Like, you know what you're getting into if you know Steve Martin. John Candy road trip movie. Like you you kind of get what you're going for. Um I don't think that's a bad thing in in some cases. I think knowing what you're getting out of something can be helpful in some movies. Um this one maybe is because it's a holiday movie. It's reliable. It's it's for the most part very safe. It's a safe movie. It's a CBS kind of movie. It is. It's a you're going to turn on CBS yeah. and this movie's going to be playing and then you're going to watch a parade and then you're going to watch a football game. Like that's what this movie is. <laughs> You can put it on while mom finishes cleaning up after breakfast or whatever. You know, like that's 
that's the type of movie it is. Um, but yeah, uh, the back of the box is honestly kind of correct. I think it's like correct. It just says it in the most boring way possible. Yeah, he is an ad exec, and he's a huge asshole. I'm gonna say he's kind of a shitty person. He's yeah, in a shitty I, situation, but he sucks. I mean, he's an ad executive. Oh, yeah, he's also making it worse by the way that he's acting, too. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> he acts like a total asshole. But he ends up getting off of work for the weekend or whatever, the couple days off before Thanksgiving. So he's like, I'm going to try and get home early and that's, spend time with my family. That's kind of the opposite of the weekend. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> he ends up getting extra like, days added to his weekend. It's like Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, um, and he's in uh, New York, and he's got to fly back to Chicago, and then he's an asshole, so he loses mm. out on like everything, pretty much. Uh, he ends up losing his cab at first because he's, he trips over a box. He trips over this giant fucking I don't even know what you would call it trunk trunk trunk. Yeah, it is a trunk. Yeah, that is what you would trunk. call that. You call it the exact same thing. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Huh. <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> Uh, and he trips over the trunk, ends up losing his taxi to a guy who, if you pay attention, you see the trunk on that taxi. Um, turns out, I'm, I'm going to probably skip through this movie pretty quickly. Yeah, this is not a whole lot of... There's really not a whole lot like, of plot. Yeah. Um, turns out that the person who fucked with him for the entire day up to getting to the airport, uh, is the John Candy character, the traveling Don't salesman. And he sure be traveling. He's a lovable goofball. I think is the most the most generous way to say what his character is. He is socially awkward, extremely socially awkward. Yes, he doesn't really know how to. He's me if I were a traveling salesman. <laughs> Except he talks more. He's better at the talking. Yeah, I'd be like, so uh, how is your kneecaps today? <laughs> Would you like some? Head and shoulders for that. I do talk about kneecaps a lot, actually. Um, but yeah, the thing that he says that he is is he is head of a parts and utilities company, and his particular specialty are shower rings. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fucking hilarious, actually, because it's just such a dumb little thing, and he's like super proud of it in a way that like feels very genuine, though. Is what I like about it. Like he feels it's like he he knows it's stupid, but he's like, yeah, this is my thing. This is what I do. <laughs> um, ends up the flight that they're on ends up having to land in a whole different place. It gets way Wichita. rerouted. Yeah, Wichita, Wichita, Kansas, and which um, John Candy's character at one point in time does say like, well, on the flight say or it says, uh, I bet you six bucks in my right nut that we're not going to land in. Uh, in Chicago, yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> and then the rest of the movie is him like having to remove it from him. It's it's really weird, but it's a bold choice. Yeah, it's actually this movie's what inspired Saw. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they end up do landing in Wichita, and John Candy's character's like, hey, like right away, you should try and call a hotel because I I bet they're gonna be booked up real fast. We're gonna be stuck here for a while, and he. Well, this fucking idiot calls his wife. Fucking dumb piece of shit. <laughs> um, yeah, the the main thing about um Gail Fetterman or whatever his name was, uh, he he's Neil that. Hmm? That's Steve Martin's character is Neil Page. No, the other one. 
Oh, Del Griffith. Del Griffith, yeah. Um, he's he's the guy who knows someone. Like he always knows someone in every place he's in. Yeah, yeah. He's always like, "Oh, you need a thing." Well, I know a guy who's gonna help us out with that. Then, like, he just knows somebody everywhere. But the the part that makes it work really well is like he's he is a shower ring guy. So like the people he knows isn't like a CEO <laughs> of McDonald's. Yeah, he knows like the owner of a shitty motel. Yeah, who he sold a bunch of shower rings to. Or like one of one of those really great. He's like, "Yeah, no, uh there's this uh pilot that I know. I sold him all the shower rings." Like, "What do you fucking mean you sold this guy? <laughs> Why does he need them for? Like, what are you talking Everyone about?" Everyone needs shower rings. <laughs> um So yeah, it's just great. Like the way that it uses it is very practical and like very down to earth, which this yeah. movie isn't uh occasionally it lends itself to much more silly things. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite shots in this entire fucking movie, and it's such a quick snap too, but I love it so much, is when he gets onto the plane and he sees John Candy's character, there's Steve Martin sees John Candy's car- uh, character person there. Um, He's like, wait, I know you. And he's like, what? And he looks over and you get this great thing of it's so clearly a set and it's just a car door and a painting behind him, and John Candy makes a shocked face, and it's like a, maybe two seconds you see that. And it's just so silly, and I love it. I don't because know Because for some reason, they use the shot that uh, whenever he initially saw him in the cab, they have to use him on a painted background <laughs> yeah, for some Yeah, that's reason. what I'm saying. They don't use the shot of him actually in the cab. They do a whole completely different thing. That was a different time when he was selling, car, selling shower rings to a, to a painter. A taxi driver. <laughs> Painter taxi driver hybrid. Um, but yeah, they end up having to stay the night in that town. Uh, of course, John Candy's character gets them a place, and he knows a cab driver. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, listen, you can pay for the cab, and I'll get us the place. I'll get us to the place." And he's like, "Fine." And they're like going in this cab. He's like, "Man, he's he's really taking a long time to get us there." And he's like, "He's proud of his town. What? What? It's so rare that you find somebody that's proud of their entire city like this anymore. It's a rarity." It's just, also, if you yeah, if it's you totally know, not a taxi driver driving them around to try to get more money yeah, out of them. Yeah, if you, if you know what cab drivers are, <laughs> and his cab is just fucking ridiculous. The fucking low rider has lights everywhere. It's like it, it goes down when he parks. Yeah, <laughs> I love it so show. much. It's so dumb. Um, they get into the hotel and they immediately have a giant argument. Uh, like right away, actually. Yeah. Which is weird because it feels very early on for that to happen. Yeah, he's trying. Yeah, whenever because I I had seen some other TV shows and movies that had like used scenes that were similar to this, so I knew about like the speech that was coming up from uh, from Dell. But I didn't think it happened this early on in the movie. It feels like they forgot. It feels like there was an hour apparently of uncut footage before this. Yeah, it feels like it. It, It's really odd because like. It's one of the things, it's so hard to come back from this point. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things I would say actually kind of hurts the movie, is they put this way too early, and the rest of it feels kind of, like, weird from that point on. Yeah, because, like, you know he hates him, and they both know they hate him, that he hates him. And so it's like, even when they're getting along, you're like, they're not, like, really getting along, though. No, it's like when you just, like, are chatting it up with someone at, at, when you're waiting at the DMV. Yeah, yeah. 
It's very just happenstance, ultimately. Yeah. yeah. It's such a weird scene. And it's like so deadly serious too, which is Yeah. It's it's I, I agree. I think this scene is really hard to come back from because of how deadly serious it is. Not that this movie doesn't delve into more serious topics occasionally. It it's it delves into serious topics the way a sitcom delves into serious topics, though, is kind of something. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah, it's yeah. a good way to put it. Where it's like it like treats itself very seriously, but it's like at the thing where you know, like, well, after the end, it doesn't matter. Yeah. After this thirty minutes, we'll never re- talk about this ever again. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, anyway, they end up staying there. There's a whole scene about. There's only one room. Yeah, there's only one room, one bed, and I think this is the joke that doesn't hold up for me. Is like the anti, uh, like the no homo. The, yeah. The huge no homo. Yeah. Riddle. I I was very curious because like. You know, I'm, I'm out of like a very different opinion on all this stuff, anyways. Right. Than most people, I would say, it just feels weird to me seeing a scene like this because it's like, what, what really is the joke here? That is that they're cuddling and they don't want to be gay. Yeah. So it's I mean, like it. it's just kind of a very milked. Even like, even like disregarding the kind of homophobia you could argue that's going on here regard like it's kind of a weak joke like yeah oh they 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 were asleep and rolled over it's like i feel like even in the 80s this was such a tired joke no 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 i would say this joke is pretty popular until like 2007 well i mean pop yeah i'm saying tired joke as in like it's been done so much so often i mean probably but i think people in the 80s were still the audience was still there for it. <laughs> they're still homophobic. Yeah, they're still super homophobic. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, "Man, yeah, it would be weird to have your hand between another guy's ass cheeks." Um, I mean, I'm gonna say it's weird to have your hand between anyone's ass cheeks. Yeah, but like, <laughs> that's not a joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think this this is like the big joke for me that doesn't really land in the movie. I think mostly everything else does. Mm. Um, but I this mean, one and then it does a thing where like, "You are cooties," uh, and they're yeah. like jumping around. Like you see the game last week, or uh, that whole thing. Um, by the way, this is after the big blowout. Yeah, this is after the big blowout, and they're still <laughs> Which, just cooperating. Like, that's the thing. Like, again, there's such a weird tonal shift because of that scene yeah. being where it is. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I would say with, like, the tonal shift of it, like, because there's not even, like, an apology. Like, like, listen, I'm just frustrated kind of thing. Like, I'm sorry that I said that I shouldn't have said anything. Like, I felt like they could have added that into the movie, but they didn't for whatever reason. Yeah. And that could have been something that's taken out. I'm not going to say it was taken out because I haven't seen all of that footage, yeah. but that could have been something that happened. And then they just had to cut it out. Who, who fucking knows? Like, Somebody knows. knows at this point. That's the thing. Like, even in the theoretical thing, unless all th- one and a half of those hours were to this point. Right. Like, there still would be, s- there's still so much movie left. Yeah, a lot of movie left. Like, a ton of movie left. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. This is maybe 20 minutes into the movie when this happens. The yeah. thing that I think I dislike about this movie the most is that there is a third act misunderstanding in each act. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It's not even, like, it's it's one of the things, it's not really a misunderstanding, though. It's a perfectly understanding. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, there's t- They reveal too much about what their actual intentions every time. That is true, actually, yeah. And it just, again, it's like the sitcom thing where, like, it doesn't matter, though, because the next time they meet, it just resets. Yeah, like, every, they, there's multiple times in it where they part ways, and when they come back, it's just, like, nothing happened. Yeah. They're just cool again. There's, like... One I think works well, which is um after the train b- breaks down. Yeah, 
I think that one works well because it's uh, Neil actually like extending an olive branch yes. to Dale. Like that's the one time it works, but it still doesn't work because we're just back at square one immediately after. Yeah, the big thing that happens that makes it so difficult for them to travel easily is that while they're at this really shitty, shady hotel, they both get robbed, Mm -hmm. and then they don't realize it until the morning after. So that puts them in a situation to where they also don't have any credit cards, really, or debit cards. They have, like, a couple, but they're crappy. They're shitty credit cards. They got diners cards. Yeah, and all of the cash that they were carrying is gone, which between them was only $900. I mean, fucking, I would be pissed if I I lost... Yeah. 700, 200 bucks. Well, again, this is 80s money. Right, so that's fucking a lot. Yeah. That's a shit ton of fucking money. <laughs> that's like a year's salary. Well, let's not no, go that far. <laughs> but, I mean, that'll pay your rent. Yeah. Yeah. So, they end up getting robbed, losing all their money. It makes it very, very difficult for them to travel easily, which means they have to get creative and try and charge their way mm-hmm. back to Chicago. Which, there was a misunderstanding with credit cards at the hotel. Yeah, their cards got swapped. They didn't realize. Yeah, which leads to a whole other misunderstanding later. <laughs> kind of. Kind of a misunderstanding. Kind of Again, like, they're not really misunderstandings. Right. It's just bad <laughs> things happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, they do end up getting a train, which takes them not very far because it breaks down. Yeah. And then leads to that thing of you said, like, he extends an olive branch and helps him carry his case and... Uh, tries to get to the next portion of their trip where they're like, hey, have you ever, or Dale is like, hey, have you ever ridden on a bus? And he's like, no. Neil's like, no. Like, oh, okay. And they like get there and they buy their bus tickets. You're going to hate it. Yeah. Yeah. You've never done this? He's like, "Uh, no, it seems terrible. He's like, well, it's not going to help your mood at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then I would say that scene of them being on the bus is so painfully accurate to riding on a bus across the country that it actually just gave me flashbacks. <laughs> ETSD flashbacks yeah. to the time you rode a bus? Yeah, because it was from our state to Kansas City, and it was like a 30-hour bus drive with like oh, two man. layovers. It sucked so much. It's Everything smelled like piss and shit, and people just fucked in the bathroom and the bus. It was awful. I hated it. And I lost my book of Hitchhiker's Guide that I had. It was terrible. Terrible journey. Anyway. Flintstones. Meet, meet the, the Flintstones. Flintstones. They do sing Meet the Flintstones, though. Jarrah <laughs> was like, oh, you would have got, like, as soon as it starts singing, I also started yeah. singing. <laughs> he was ready. <laughs> Flintstones is just like, it's like such an iconic theme song, I guess, even to this day. It's hard to know. It's hard for me not to. Flintstones in general is just super iconic. Yeah. Even though it's just Honeymooners. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just a normal, I, basic sitcom. That's the funny thing. It's Honeymooners, but, like, Honeymooners isn't even as iconic anymore. Yeah. Like, it kind of is iconic for it inspired... Inspired. The Flintstones. <laughs> the Flintstones <laughs> ripped it off. It They super did. <laughs> Anna-Barbera had a bad uh, track record of just ripping other things off. It is... The thing that's so insane to me... We're just going to go on a tangent here. Yeah, that's fine. The thing that's so insane to me about Flintstones is that it was the number one rated television show. Yeah, not... Not number one rated cartoon. Yeah. Number one rated show. That is so crazy to me. And there's so many things that are wild to think about. It was the first show where the uh the couple were slept in the same bed. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, like it's just like insane to think about now. Like it is a revolutionary show. 
yeah. all things considered. Like, so many things we might not have if we didn't have the Flintstones, which is kind of silly to think about. Yeah, we wouldn't have had King of Queens, Everybody Loves Raymond, <laughs> other bad sitcoms. Yeah, actually, we would not have had Simpsons. Simpsons, yeah. Like, there's so many things, and, like, even, like, just how Flintstones went, like, there were, like, five attempts to revive the Flintstones, two of which were Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Uh, those aren't, those, neither of those were very good. Uh, That's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, like, insane to think about, especially nowadays, but, yeah. You gotta think, though, if we didn't have Flintstones, we wouldn't have had Family Guy, and Family Guy wouldn't have been able to rip off planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> well, make a point there. Family Guy is so good at ripping off things, it ripped off the ripoff. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, uh, they end up being on the bus. It's a terrible, terrible journey. The bus—they didn't have enough money, so the bus doesn't even take them all the way to where they're going to Chicago. Mm-mm. So they end up having to. What did they even try to do next? What was after the bus? Another bus, I thought. I wonder if they hitchhike, uh, like another person that Dale knows, and like the guy's son is going to pick them up. Right. So they get off the bus, and he. <laughs> Actually, this scene is also hilarious to me, but just because of, I don't even know the guy that plays the son, I don't know who it, he looks so familiar. I don't know who he was though. Dale Griffart. <laughs> but like the faces I he makes, because he like Baker. What is he? I think Dylan Baker was the actor who did that. Okay, like, but like looking up the uh, look up the actors. Like all of them are way older now, so it's hard to yeah, tell. But yeah, everybody's super old or dead. Um, but like. Fair. He's, like, chewing tobacco, and it's, like, the super farm truck. He's super hick, like, redneck kind of guy. <laughs> and the face, because he, like, he's going, like, like, he's going to spit out a bunch of, like, chewing tobacco. And the face he makes is so good. And then he's cut to him making it. And then cut back to Steve Martin drunk in. It's so good. I don't know why. I love it so much, Lou. So, it's just, like, weird. It's, like, it's one of these where it starts to, like, feel surreal. What, yeah, yeah. What's happening. It's so good, though. Um, I think the biggest thing for me on that one is because, like, like every other word, he's, like, spitting out chewing tobacco. And one of the times when he does it, he, like, wipes his lips with yeah. his hand. Well, and then like, one time he messes in. up spitting and he just spits in his hand, basically. Yeah. It, like, feels yeah. unintentional almost. It does feel unintentional. <laughs> I don't know if it is, but it feels like it wasn't supposed to happen in the it scene. It feels like it was unintentional, but he definitely had a hand full of chewing tobacco whenever he went and shook his hand. Yeah. Full of it. It's so good with Steve Martin character grabs. He's like, oh my fucking God, the face is so good. All of that scene is so much fun. Because yeah. then he's like telling them like, hey, do you need any help with the luggage? He's like, no, no, we got it. And he's like, no, no, my wife can get out here. She can get her lazy ass out of that truck and help you with that trunk. Like, She's super strong, you know? It's like, no, no, it's it's fine. We got it. She gave birth sideways. <laughs> when she gave birth, our son came out sideways. She didn't even scream. <laughs> so dumb, but it's great. I love it. I think the for me the funniest part about that scene is she's just mean mugging both of them the entire yeah, it time. It looks like she's gonna pick a fight. I mean, it's all like there's so much great. Like she just hands off her baby to the other kid who looks like eight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just tons of small comedy things that work yeah. really well in this scene. Yeah, so they're just sitting in the back. It's like as they drive, it's freezing out. Um, there's a dog in the back that was hiding until was it's hiding under hay, which was also very funny. <laughs> uh, they end up getting to where they're going. And they're able to hitchhike on a semi. Does that happen here? Or do they part ways here? No, they part on. ways again. Right, because they go to a diner. 
Yeah. And then they part ways. They, the, the shower salesman, shower ring salesman sells the rings as 50,000 other things. Yeah, it's like a bunch of dumbass <laughs> earrings and stuff like that. It's great. My favorite is when he's like, it's like full of helium, so it feels really light. As he's just like, <laughs> the reason why it's clear is because it's full of helium. So it's so light, you can barely even feel it on your ears. It's just so dumb. His whole sales pitch he gives to everybody is hilarious. Yeah. I would bet that most of that's just John Candy going off the top of his head, too. Oh, it's, it goes to show how good of a salesman he is, yeah. too, though. Well, like, it's the thing. Like, uh, Neil hates this guy's guts and, like, says he's, like, the bo- most boring person. But, like, he even says, like, his clients love him because, like, he's exactly as milk toast as you need to be. for like It, I, it sounds extremely rude, obviously. <laughs> but, like, if you're a salesman like that, you have to be the most inoffensive personality ever. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you can't say anything too strongly. And, like, he has the sell because he's such a, like, very middle-of-the-road kind of person. Yeah, it works so well, though. Uh, yeah, so like, they go to a diner, uh, another big thing where he's like, you know, you know, Dale, if we put our heads together, we can't do shit. So uh, <laughs> we should probably just split up again. So they do. Dale gets super offended. Gives him half his money, leaves. Yeah. Uh, he ends up going, Neil, uh, is this when he does the rental car? I think yes. so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they do a semi, and that takes them to the diner, and then from the diner, they split up and get a rental yeah. car. Yeah. Um. So he goes to get a rental car. When he gets to the lot, the rental car isn't there. And the so bus already up, left. Yeah, and the bus already left. So he ends up having to trek across the highway and across the tarmac for the fucking airplanes. Uh, ends up getting there, and this is the big scene that we were talking about earlier with all the cussing in it. Yes. Uh, cusses up a storm at the rental car lady. Just give me my fucking car right fucking now and wipe that fucking smile off your big fat fucking face kind of thing. It's Yeah. I don't even feel bad for him at at this point. <laughs> I mean, he's like Not me neither. <clears throat> I think the part that like makes this scene work on it to me is the joke is the final part. Cause it's just him like cursing up a storm at this lady and she's like, uh, do you have your rental agreement? And he's like, I threw it away and she's just you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think without that scene, I would be like, I don't know why they even bothered. I think it's a good joke. I right. still think you could easily have taken it out. But Yeah, which I bet, again, in the TV versions, they do just Probably. take it out. Uh, this leads to uh, the other guy. What's Dale. Dale. I just, I'm terrible with names. Dale does end up getting a rental car. Almost hits Neil. So they're they're on the road again. Yeah. And they're driving along and having wacky antics, wacky antics in this car. Like it's it's car it's all the car jokes you. It's imagine. all it's a, the seat, it's the cigarette, it's the fire. It's uh, I think it, it does take it one step further, which it ends up being very funny. I think the last part works, but like other than that, it's like it's it's sitcom car jokes you expect. Yeah, and again, they probably stole Pretty it much. from this more than anything, but like right, but it's they're standard. Yeah, it, it's what you would expect nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the one thing that <laughs> is so dumb about it is like there's so many like weird speeding up of the footage they do. Yeah, there is, there's and I don't know that. if it's a joke or not. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly, think it was, but not all of it. Like, <laughs> it's just I know, like a uh, pitch shifting Steve Martin's voice after he got his balls squeezed yeah. was one of them. But I'm guessing some other parts of it were probably just their way of trying to. Uh, make it seem like it's going faster than what it actually is yeah. for safety reasons. Definitely that, because, like, there's the part where, like, uh, Dale's coat gets stuck on, like, all this stuff 
to move seats. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> yeah. And like he's trying to drive and he's trying to get unhooked at the same time. And like he accidentally drives off the exit and like spins out and it's like four times speed spin out. And he's yeah. like ah! <laughs> cartoon level spinning in a circle with your car. Yeah. Which is great. Like it feels super wacky and everything in the car actually kind of feels super wacky. It feels weird. like a different movie. <laughs> yeah, it really does. I think this is probably the part that people remember when they think yeah. of this movie. Because uh, I think the jokes per minute here is way higher than the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, It has the seat breaking thing, has the throwing the cigarette in the back seat and slowly seeing a fire building back yeah. there through the whole thing, which is hilarious. Uh, Him getting his jacket stuck, them going the opposite way on the road. Which I think that's probably the most iconic thing. Yeah. I... I've heard one thing about this movie, and it's the scene here. Yeah. They're going opposite way on the road, and there's semis coming, and they go between them, and, like, they start scratching up both sides of the car. And, like, there's electricity, and, like, you see their skeletons, and then Dale turns into the devil. (laughs) Which is hilarious. It's weird. I don't know why. Like, it is funny, but, like, it's funny because it's so... It catches you so off guard, because I don't know why that's the joke they went for. I don't know. It's fucking weird, though. (laughs) I love it. I love it's it. very much like an airplane level joke yeah. in what's been very much a down to earth movie up. Until yeah, that's this point. what. Yeah, like that was the scene I was talking about where it's like there's just this one airplane norm. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. Also, like it, it actually does set up the backward driving because like when I was watching it with Dry, you probably noticed I was like, wait, they just went the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> and then they're just yeah. Though they somehow do get closer to Chicago. They do. Yeah, they do. I don't know how. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah. They got close to Chicago because they're going the wrong way on the highway, so they were still going to Chicago, I suppose. Well, the thing is, like, they were driving the other way and ended up on that turn, and then when they got back on the highway, they were just driving to where they started. But not for Actually, yeah, you make a good point with that. Yeah. It's it's whatever. It's fucking planes, trains, and in the rains movie. Uh (laughs) So yeah, there's that. Uh, so now there's another hotel. Uh, oh wait, actually, I, I almost skipped a really good part. Um, they like bail out of the car after that because it's fun out and all their stuff's get, about to get run over, and uh, they get the big old trunk off the side of the road and sit on it. And there's just a scene where like Neil looks back, the car's on fire. He just looks forward. <laughs> Dale looks back, the car's on fire. He looks forward. Then they just both slowly look back at the car. Yeah. Um, and this is the thing, the payoff of the credit card thing where, uh, Neil's like, how did you even rent a car? You can't, you can't rent a car on shower curtain rings. And he's like, uh, yeah, your, your credit card was in my wallet. I don't know how it happened, but I kind of had your credit card. So I used it. And Neil's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I thought you did it out of the kindness of your heart. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you did to be kind. What? Give me my credit card? I thought you were really nice. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, give me my card. He's like, I put it back in your wallet. And the wallet was in the glove box. So yeah. it's just on fire. So everything up there. And then you get just a really funny visual comedy moment of them driving into another shitty hotel. But the car is just smoking black. Like, everything's on <laughs> yeah. fire and sticky. Like, they're stuck to the seats. It's really visually hilarious. Yeah. Um. Then there are... Uh, Try to. They don't have any money or anything. The cards are melted, and they're like, "All right, uh, we need a hotel room." And the guy's like, "It's forty three dollars." 
Which would be a lot, actually. Which would be a lot for one night, yeah. Especially for how shitty that <laughs> Actually, relative to most of the stuff, that wasn't the worst hotel room. It was fine. It even had a mini bar from the looks of it. I don't know if it was a mini bar. I feel like he just has that. Maybe. how uh, That was one of my things. They keep losing money and having no money, and then next scene they is they're buying stuff again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just have, like, all the bags of Doritos and, like, a little shooter pack of like uh like drink this kind of alcohol from this place yeah my thing is like so like the joke here is he doesn't have money so he gives him his nice watch 17 dollars and his nice watch yeah 17 dollars and his nice watch why did he give him the shooter pack i feel like that's worth more they had to have bought it <laughs> i'm saying like there's yeah. just a weird inconsistency i don't yeah. know how they got the money <laughs> but yeah and then uh better like maybe it was in dell's trunk of just like numerous things we never see what's in there yeah yeah. Well, we do the see some. There's a pillow in or come out of there. <laughs> yeah, the only thing we ever see go in or out of that trunk is his pillow and his picture of his wife. Yeah, and the picture of his wife. But yeah. Um like I feel like it's implied one of them just had it. Are probably Dale cuz you know, someone probably just gave him that. Right. But like again, that had to have been worth quite a bit if it was actually like rum and uh Moscato and all that shit. Shooters, I don't know, like seven, eight bucks. For the all of them? Yeah, there's only like six or seven yeah. of those in there. So shots are not a lot of money. I guess. If you it is if you go to a bar. <laughs> Everything's a lot of money there. Uh, yeah. Um Yeah, if you just go to a liquor store and get like a shooter, it's like one or two bucks. Yeah. But now and that's now money. It would have been a penny <laughs> back then. <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> you buy it at the penny where you get like all the penny candy, you just buy <laughs> Shooter this is enough one of those fucking quarter machines. You twist the knob and a shooter comes out. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so like that's the joke. And then uh, Dale tries to do the same thing, but he has a Casio watch, which is a pretty good joke. He's really good, actually. Um, I have two dollars and an okay Casio watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, then um, Neil sees Dale just freezing to death outside. He's like. Uh, you could get in here. And Dale's like, yeehaw. <laughs> and it's like, it's like a semi heartwarming scene. Like as heartwarming as you really can be with, uh, <laughs> with this movie, I would say. Yeah. It's just like, Hey man, wise, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then yeah. Dale's like, like, Hey, at least you have someone to grow old with. And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. I definitely have someone to grow old with. My wife definitely isn't dead. And I'm just holding on to the fact that I wasn't a good husband to her before she died. <laughs> That's really what it is. Yeah. It's not It's not subtle. <laughs> it's not. It's not subtle. But I think it is heartwarming in a way. As much, again, as much as you can be in this movie. Yes, yes. So you end up having that heart to heart. After this, they do wind up finally getting to Chicago. To a train to Chicago. To a train to Chicago, yes. Or a, what are those? A, tr- a well, tram? It was like they tried driving for a little while after this. Oh, that's right. right. They tried driving over. and they get pulled over by the cop. Yeah. Yeah. For going 78 and because it was the 80s, probably like a 55 mile per hour zone. Uh, I think at this point they even passed the people that were like trying to warn them you're driving the wrong way on the highway. I think it was. I think it's supposed to be them. It's hard to yeah. tell. Yeah. But like my favorite part about this is when the cop pulls them over. It's like, so do you know how fast you're going? You know, darndest thing. Our uh, speedometer is actually melted, so it is pretty difficult with any kind of accuracy to say just how fast I was going. <laughs> you were going 78. You know, I would buy that. Yeah. 
I love it because it's just so like it's like, yeah yeah it's like it's so like so it's the thing where it's such a like insane situation played so seriously that makes it work yeah it's great I love it yeah I do like that it's like so you have no uh, rearview mirrors you uh none of your gauges work it's like no but uh the radio works weirdly enough out of everything that got burnt and melted the radio <laughs> coming in perfectly clear yeah the cuffs like do you think this is fit to be driven he's and he's like yeah I do you know what I do. I know it. Uh, it uh, it's not the prettiest thing, but it'll get you there. <laughs> yeah, the cop's like, uh, your car's going to be impounded. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, listen, my friend here needs to get home for Thanksgiving. It's just a hard cut to the court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, but um, so Dale's like, I know a guy, and it's the guy with the milk truck, or um, a milk semi. Oh, right. He's like, as long as he has heat, I don't care. He's like... Funny thing about that, he's real weird about people driving in the cab with him. We're going to have to get in the back. And it's a fucking milk truck, yeah. so it's a refrigerated <laughs> truck. It still probably would be hotter than it is outside, though. Yeah, yeah, outside, <laughs> real fucking cold in November. Uh, so, yeah, they get that there. They end up getting to another train, take that train into Chicago. And this is when Neil has the uh, the whole, oh, my gosh, this is what's really happening thing. Yeah, he's, like, sitting there and, like, all the memories are like coming, and he's like, Dale's like, Man, I sure wish I had a buddy, buddy, buddy. My wife sure isn't dead, dad, dad. <laughs> Neil, I sure really respect you as a person and wish you would have come to accommodate me. me, me. <laughs> uh, this is the kind of thing that, like, I understand what the scene is going for a lot, and it's like, This is weird, like, this is what I mean by, like, as a drama movie. I think it would have really helped it with it being three hours long. It would have been fucking a lot still. Don't get me wrong. It yeah. would have been a lot still. Um, but as like a less than 90 minute comedy, like this doesn't hit nearly no. as hard as it could. It, it, whereas if it was a three hour uh, drama comedy, I think this would be a really, really hard hitting moment actually. Maybe. It would take a lot to get here. Right. Well, an, about another hour of <laughs> hour and a half of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I know they have a whole thing. I can't like think of how they would still get to this being a satisfying conclusion. I don't think it's unsatisfying. I it's, it's not the word. It just it is. <laughs> That's kind of where I mean the thing that like I think that I like about it so much is that like he's starting to think about like all the things that he's getting now that he's like done with this awful fucking road trip that like yeah, ruined he's like, his Oh man turkey. He's mm. like, oh man, my kids, my wife, the fucking amazing turkey, the food and then his, like, happy memories start rolling into this terrible trip he's had. And he starts really thinking about, like, everything that uh, he said and stuff like that. And, again, I don't think that it's, like, maybe it was better at the time and it worked a lot better at the time. That it was, like, really heart-wrenching. Um, but he comes to the conclusion that uh, John Candy, what's his name again? Gale? Ga- Dale. Dale, Gale. Dale. That Dale's wife has actually been dead. So he, like, gets off of the train, goes back there, and he's like, Dale, what are you doing? I thought you had to go home. He's like, I don't have a home to go to. My wife be dead, yo. She's been dead for eight years. I don't, I don't, I never, I just didn't want to tell you. And he was like, you're coming home with me. And it cuts to them carrying Everywhere the you look, <laughs> everywhere get a scout in the sky. I don't know what the words are to that. <laughs> uh, carrying the trunk to the house. They get home. Neil has, like, way too much of a touching reunion with his wife. It really feels like she thought he died. Yeah. It's been a day. 
<laughs> it's been two. No, like that. Days. She hasn't talked to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she starts she's like, crying. Yeah, she's like gonna. And... She's gonna like break down, and all her family's like, "Dad, yay! He's alive! He's back from the war!" <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's just weird. Yeah, it is really weird. Um. And yeah, then like it just zooms in on Dale and he's smiling and then just freezes. Freeze frame credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is an ending. I feel like it's kind of incomplete in a weird way. Like it well, the ending for is, me feels rushed in this movie, which I think probably goes on to how there's a three hour cut this movie. Yeah, yeah. I bet there's a, I, I I don't know. I'm probably gonna get the four K at some point. I'm not gonna rush to get it. I'll wait till next year. <laughs> Uh, is it because your wife's complaining about the next fact you have giving? 70 movies you haven't seen? 13. Okay, it's 13 that I haven't watched yet, and I've seen some of them already. <laughs> so, it's fine. What a, what a very compelling argument. I have some of them already, okay? <laughs> <laughs> some of them are not ones I got because I want to watch them. Yeah, I just want to I want to know that they're mine and my precious, and I have them, and nobody else can get them. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's literally how the movie ends, just freeze frame John Candy's face credits one thing i'm going to say about this movie uh i think the soundtrack tonally does not work very well it's like well. an aerobics dvd it's yeah i was gonna say it's almost two eighties. yeah it's way too 80s for its actually. own good yeah uh also like it has weird celebrity cameos for like no reason i wouldn't know at the very I beginning was say, like um there's a lot of a-listed actors who just like have a very small role in this movie extremely small role even yeah like a good example is like that guy at the very beginning that he's racing to get to the taxi. That's Kevin Bacon, who like has always been an A-listed actor in almost every single movie he's ever been in. Yeah, sitting known for having a very funny last name. That too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like ever since he he was a teenager, he's always been like an A-listed actor. Uh, the state trooper is uh, Michael McKeaton, who's also been in a whole bunch of uh, big roles. Uh, ben Stein was the airport guy that was like telling a him very that their young flight was ben Stein. come in. Yeah, very yeah, like, everyone knows Ben Stein as the clear eyes guy, the for dry red eyes, clear eyes is awesome. I knew him because he's in a Son of the Mask and it's the best part of that movie. I assume it's the only good part of that movie. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I would also assume that. Now, there's that uh like Nick Wyman uh is the attorney that like basically steals seventy five dollars from Steve Martin for a cab at the very beginning, like People, especially, like, even in the 80s, where big actors just have, like, very small cameos in this. It's weird. That's always kind of been the thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird, because, like, they're not, like, announced. It's not like, here's this per Like, there's no knowing wink. It's just like, this could be fucking anybody for all you know. But they're actually very yeah. famous. <laughs> I mean, it was before that was, like, a selling point. That's true. That is very true, actually. Uh, it's arguably was Robin Williams was the big turning point for advertisement like that. I could see it. Uh, it's and it's because Disney screwed him over hard. They really did with the genie. Yeah, they really, really did. Fucked mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. That's a story for a different day. That's when we watch Aladdin two, Electric Ladinu. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it's Jafar's Revenge. Yeah, probably it's something. I just, there's like a running joke in that I've always heard where everyone like refers to every single Aladdin spinoff as Jafar's Revenge. <laughs> so it's just like Aladdin 2 Jafar's Revenge Aladdin the series Jafar's Revenge I mean the plot of the sh- of everything Aladdin Jafar's Revenge yeah kind of is how it ends up yeah but I was uh, gonna say for how popular John Hughes was in the 80s and 90s I'm I'm almost guessing that a lot of the A-listed actors that have cameos in this just wanted to be in a John Hughes movie yeah and some of them had been in one before like 
John Hughes is pretty well known for being one of those directors that uses a lot of the same actors over and over. But, yeah. Um, let's get on to our final thoughts and our rating here. Again, let's go ahead and start with E. Uh, it's fine. It's a Thanksgiving movie for sure. Maybe the best Thanksgiving movie. I can't think of any better ones. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, a roaring recommendation. Best Thanksgiving Probably movie. Probably the best Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, but uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's like a funny time. It's 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 a it's a lot of it's a lot of chuckles throughout. I think. Again, I think it's more. I just like got in my head that this was going to be like airplane. Mm. So like when it was like this down to earth, quote unquote, down to earth, <laughs> uh, like thinks road trip movie. I was like, okay. I don't know. It, it, it's probably one where it's just since it's like, since things have just stolen or homaged it so much when you watch the original, it's kind of, uh, underwhelming ultimately. Not to again. This movie still is very funny. Like I, I won't. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying like, as a movie, it's all right. <laughs> it's fair, honestly. I think yeah. that's fair. Um, I, I'd give it like a six. It's it's a perfectly adequate movie to put on uh during Thanksgiving. All right, all right. Uh, Robbie, your turn over there in your box. He's trying to find the lid. Sorry, I had a cough. <laughs> uh, I mean, I kind of agree with E. Like, it is, it's just a very much a holiday-ass holiday movie. Uh, I did also like the fact that this movie had an after credit scene in it. I don't know if either of you guys watched it whenever you No, I've never it. even known that that's a thing, actually. Yeah, uh, after the credits, uh, there's a scene where the guy at the beginning that is, like, staring at the three pictures trying to figure out what he's going to use as a magazine cover is still in the office with the Thanksgiving turkey in the background, still staring at the three pictures, <laughs> trying to figure out which one to choose. That's a good joke. Yeah. Well, there you go. But, um, Add that to people who stole from this movie. Marvel stole the after credits theme. <laughs> Damn you, Disney! <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, there are some jokes that are pretty good on this one. There's some that kind of fall flat, especially by today's standards. Uh, like you said, um, it is very much kind of like a down-to-earth uh, Murphy's Law kind of road trip movie which where, like, what can go wrong will go wrong, like, because everything bad ends up happening to Neil in the movie. And it, some good things happen to Dell, and, like, so it's just kind of, like, because they happen to hit, or because they're together, like, they kind of, like, have to lean on each other to get home even though they don't want to, almost in... Well, Dale doesn't. Kind of like a buddy he, cop. He, he honestly could do whatever. Right. He just wants someone to talk to. Yeah. Right. He just wants a buddy. That's the thing is like, cause Dell would have been, or would have made it in one piece just fine. But because he had Neil with him, it was almost like bad luck was on him for that reason. But there's that, like, I honestly didn't like Steve Martin's character as Neil. Cause he, like you guys said, he was just a giant asshole throughout maybe 90% of this movie. Yeah. And maybe in like the three hour cut, there's some more redeeming qualities, but it doesn't really happen until towards the end for me in this there's, movie. There's an extra scene they added during Thanksgiving where they're playing uh sorry with, and, and, uh, <laughs> Neil picks up the dice and rolls it and he looks at Dale straight in the eye and he's like, sorry. <laughs> Everywhere you look. <laughs> I mean, it's also like we said how this movie just kind of ends too. Yeah. Like, 
because you know he goes and he brings uh Dell with him to uh go have Thanksgiving with him and his family, and his family's like almost overly excited to see their dad with that one. But like they, they, at the end of they it, they really like, thought he died. I guess apparently. Like, especially the way that his wife was dealing with the whole situation with her crying and kissing him afterward. Oh, well, when he gets home. It's so overly dramatic. What would you do if, if Liz just, like, you came home from work and she, like, acted like that? Sometimes she does. <laughs> <laughs> the problem. I think we need to show E the music video for Everything Sucks When You're Gone. It kind of like shows his wife or how his wife acts for the ending of this movie. But besides that, like, uh, like nothing better really happens for John Candy's character towards the end. Like he gets to have Thanksgiving dinner with him and his family, but like it's not like he's gonna live there with them or anything like that. Like or kind of is he? <laughs> Stay tuned for <laughs> planes two, jets, hyper trains, and still automobiles and bus mobiles <laughs> and <laughs> one bus, <laughs> one bus, and weirdly enough, a Megatron. <laughs> But, um, yeah, like, it's just one of those, like, you know, because, like, he embraces his wife, and while John Candy just kind of sits there and halfway smiles at it. I also but, like, like that... doesn't introduce the fact, it's like, hey, this guy's going to have Thanksgiving with us, like, but, like, nothing really gets better for him at that, and, like, it almost feels like nothing's solved because of it. Like, he got him home, but there's still, like, this underlying problem are happening in the background that kind of just gets edited out, and then also, like... I feel like he was probably later than they make it seem because like because of editing magic towards the end, like, you know, he's on the train uh, to get back to Chicago or get back home. The thing about those is like because of how they do connections, stuff like that, he would have had to take the next ride coming back to find out that Dell was still there. And then it makes yeah. it seem like they walked back. With, <laughs> he like, actually just like stayed on the together. train until I looped back around. I don't think it works that way. <laughs> no, I don't think it does work that way. <laughs> Eventually, the way that they showed it for this though almost makes it seem like they just kind of filmed it in reverse for the train coming back <laughs> and three times speed. Maybe, yeah. But there's yeah. that, and then like the way that they edit it between like asking like what he's still doing here and saying that his wife died eight years ago, and then it's just both of them walking down the street holding his trunk while they're walking to his house makes it seem like he almost walked home. Might yeah. have been faster than waiting for the next train. But anyways, uh, I guess since I'm getting off on a rant with my final thoughts, um, all in all, like, it's still a fine movie. Like Dry was saying, it's a very safe movie to play for the holidays, for Thanksgiving and everything. Uh, for a while there, like I said, because I had only seen bits and pieces, I thought this was a Christmas movie. But um, <laughs> They're very similar it is, holidays, honestly. Kind of, yeah. Uh, it is still very much a holiday-ass holiday movie. Like I said, besides that one scene that's very easily either edited or cut out. Uh, it is very much like a PG-rated movie. Uh, all in all, it's still entertaining, though, so I'd give it, like, you know, the middle of the road that we usually end up giving a um, movie like this. It's a 7 out of 10. Like, nothing super spectacular, but it's still an entertaining movie. Okay, okay. Um, And for myself, I do like this movie. I think for as much as I, like, oh, I hate my nostalgia, well, I think there's a level of nostalgia that comes... Um, in my involvement of enjoying this movie. Jirai hates nostalgia unless it's in specifically in his favor. Yeah. Just like uh, the economy and... <laughs> um, yeah, I think that this movie just floods me with the Thanksgiving emotion and just like that overall feeling of like traveling and all that kind of good stuff. So, 
I like it a whole lot. I think that for the most part, besides one big major scene uh, in the hotel, I think almost every joke hits for me. It is so silly, but then so straight-faced about everything. It's not quite British dry humor, but I think the humor is fairly dry. Uh, I like it a lot. I would recommend it to anybody who needs something to watch on Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) All those people sitting around being like, I sure wish I had something to watch on Thanksgiving. If only there was a way to watch things on Thanksgiving. You can't even recommend it to people to watch on Thanksgiving. No one has Paramount Plus. Someone does. At least one person. I don't know if I could, you could guarantee that in every family. Oh, no. There's one in five families have it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Only if they like their kid really likes SpongeBob and they don't have cable. Right, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's super fun. I would recommend watching it. I would give it an eight. I don't think it's a perfect movie by any means. But I do think that it is a good time. And it's uh, worth the watch. So yeah, that's our thoughts on planes, trains, and automobiles. It's not here for a long time, but it's here for a good time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving! Eat a whole turkey <laughs> in honor. Uh, buy like seven turkeys. One for each of your family. And only take a bite out of each of them, and throw the rest <laughs> away. <laughs> Eat one. Why? Because we're Americans. <laughs> Fill it with mashed potatoes. Take the mashed potatoes out because it would be really inconvenient to try to eat the mashed potatoes inside a turkey. <laughs> Refill it with stuffing. Take it out because stuffing's not great. Eat a turkey Whoa. leg. Stuffing's amazing. I don't like stuffing. Stuffing's incredible. It's all herby and bready. It's too texture. It's what? It has too much texture. It has too much texture? <laughs> yeah. You can eat it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, you can eat this too much. There's <laughs> too much to eat. <laughs> he says that this... This bread pudding has too much texture to it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, eat all the eat all the rolls, eat all the ham, eat all the turkey. Go ham on that turkey. Drink seven liters of Mountain Dew. Yeah. Have a great time, everybody. Yeah. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, E will have finished Last of Us by the time this episode comes out. Supposedly. Guaranteed. <laughs> if I have to grab the controller and pretend like he's playing, <laughs> <laughs> you just hear me sleeping. And like, I was like, E, what are you? Oh my God, you're doing so good now. <laughs> you see the controller in my hands. <laughs> um, and then we will be having um, Christmas. Yeah. Well, I think we have one more regular podcast episode after this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know what it's going to be yet. And then we're going to be doing our end of the year stuff, which we've totally discussed a bunch and know exactly we what we're going to do. We know exactly the style we're going to do it in, and it's going to be not uh, us lost at all. It's going to be fun. Is why only one hundred percent planned this year. We yep. g- we gave it to Rocky. He's got it for us. <laughs> he said he put it on a calendar, and then I was like, "What days?" And he's like, "What days? Well, for what?" For your calendar, he's like, oh, I got all the days on my calendar. And then he hung up on me. So <laughs> so he definitely has it planned out perfectly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll be good. Um, we're not sure what we're going to be playing on any days for a little bit. I th- Wednesdays, E should be started up with Bloodstained. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and then for Saturdays, it's Robbie's turn. And I don't, has it been decided what Robbie's going to be playing? Not yet. I have a list of stuff. I'm the only one who put stuff on this list. 
I don't know what I want Robbie to I've played everything Robbie's played. That's the problem. <laughs> I have random games. There's one I want him to play. I still have to like figure out on your end how it would. I also put Donut County on that list. I don't know if you've seen Donut County. I've played Donut County. It's very fun. Robbie, have you played? I have not played that yet. Maybe we'll do Donut County. That's a pretty simple game. It's also like a one-sitting game. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. We haven't done those in forever on Saturday. That's true. That's true. That's true. Except Uh, for one that was seven hours long. Seven and a half. Seven and three laughs long. And if you take away our two 15-minute breaks and our 30-minute break, then like six and a half. Yeah. And if you like add up all the times where each of us are doing things in the video game, like 30 minutes. Not true. It's not how it works. <laughs> God damn it. I hate you. Okay. I'm going to supercut every single thing we do and see how long it works. Could you imagine a supercut of all the gameplay elements of one of those games? <laughs> it would not be very long. <laughs> Just like every like hard cut of every. It would be about uh, as long as uh, Metal Gear Solid 4. Just every QTE, and when you actually have control of the character, <laughs> that'd be so funny. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. Maybe it'll be Donut County. Maybe it'll be other video game. Maybe it's maybe it's Deltarune. Who knows? It won't Boo. be Deltarune. You haven't played it. You haven't seen it. You don't even know what Deltarune is. I know it's RuneScape, <laughs> not RuneScape. Oh, Undertale. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep, it's the combination of RuneScape and Undertale. You found it. I knew it. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Uh. If you need to get, like, where all that shenanigans is, it's uh, on a leak tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P, which all of that stuff's there. It's all there for you. It's all there. You can archive it. You can twitch it. You can pot it. You can buy it, fuse it, break it, fix it, chart it, part it, lex, upgrade it. Every t- every time. Anyway, yeah, uh, you can do that. Check out our archive for any of our streams. Our YouTube page is on our link tree there, I think. Um, yeah. Good, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, check all of that out. Uh, besides that, everybody out there, again, happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Hope you're enjoying time with family. If you're not with family, hope really you're enjoying time with yourself. If you're not enjoying time... Uh... Sorry. Yeah, play sorry. Yeah, play sorry by yourself. I don't think I've ever actually played original Sorry. I've never played Sorry. I think I've only played like the weird variations. You've never even touched it. I just know you go Sorry, and then you punch them in the face. Well, you get punched in the face. All oh, right, right. Yeah, right, right. I think those are the rules. Anyway, everybody out there, have a good one. Robbie, thank you for joining us from the cube. Mm-hmm. E, thank you. A lot for of lice all in here. Yeah, I left it in there. Yeah, it's, it's, that's where it should be. <laughs> I mean, uh, the weirdest thing is that. Um, there's no bathroom in here, so I pooped in the corner, and now the Lysol just won't stop going off in that corner. <laughs> that's a dystopian novel right there. Yeah, that's just that's a Netflix original waiting to happen. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a good one. Bye! Bye. Bye.